This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back and continuing with the fun here on Kelly and Ramia. Kelly McDonald, Ramia Amazon. We're holding down the fort as we usually do Monday to Friday on AMI. So let's continue with the fun, shall we? We love talking arts here on the show and we're squeezing in as much arts and community and initiatives as possible before the end of the year because we got to shout everybody out. And right now, we're shouting out Common Thread Community Chorus. This is a 65-voice choir that sings for social justice and inclusion and to build community, of course. And they're now in their 25th season. Their aim is to make art and music accessible to everyone by removing barriers for singing and performance. And we appreciate that, Kelly and I, of course, being performers and being lovers of the arts. So let's talk about their choir's community or um, unique contribution to the arts with our two guests, choir president Hano Nielsen and member Elizabeth Muller. Elizabeth, we're very familiar with you. Hano, it's nice to meet you. And both of you, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for the opportunity. It's fantastic. Elizabeth, I want to start with you because, of course, we learn new things about you every day. <laughs> so, when uh, did you join the choir? How long have you been around with it and what made you join? Absolutely. Great question. So I joined the choir in 2016. I wanted a choir where reading music and sight singing wasn't going to be a barrier. I'd auditioned for many choirs and the constant refrain I heard was, we'd love to have you, but it's going to be really difficult if you don't sight sing. Hmm. And through a, a mutual friend that I know through uh, Trailblazers Tandem Cycling Club, I uh, discovered a common thread. This person told me about the choir and what they did. So I decided to check them out. What I love about it is for somebody that doesn't read music, they have the option to uh, download rehearsal track recordings. Uh, the choir is structured in such a way and teaches in such a way that it really builds music inclusively. Um, if you want to learn sight singing, you can. But for me, that was a huge draw. The other piece that was a huge draw, and of course we'll get into this more, is the social justice angle and the inclusivity angle and the accessibility angle, right? So not only do we have our music available, rehearsal tracks online, we've got, you know, the, the the ability to download your music score, people who need music uh, or words in Braille can get that. So all of those reasons are why I joined the choir. Mm, fantastic. They sound like hey, no, great reasons. Um, yeah. Fantastic reasons. Um, how does Common Threads work to remove those barriers that, you know, Elizabeth's already touched on a few of them um, for performing? What, what kinds of things, even from the earliest days of Common Thread, did you guys recognize had to be brought forward? Yeah, I think uh, I've been with Common Thread uh, for the full 25-year cycle. I wasn't a founder of Common Thread, but I've been there throughout, so I, I know the story. And part of the uh, ethos of Common Thread, the very reason it was uh, created, was uh, a bit of a reaction to some of the changes we saw in society in 1998. Those were the days of the Mike Harris government, and uh, mm -hmm. those who remember those days, uh, you know, there was a, a huge change in how services from government were, were rendered, were, were provided. Uh, there was lots of downloading, fragmentation, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, there, were, there was a lot of change happening and not all of it good. So the choir really grew from that social justice uh, conflict or, or, or uh, crisis, if you will. 
And so it wanted to be inclusive. It wanted to be uh, a bit of a, an example to others. So I know the founders built in many things. So Elizabeth's mentioned some of them. And part of it is really making a, a musical situation occur that would be appropriate for non-singers and people who had little experience, maybe just sang in the shower, and they could now come out and join others. Mm. And together in that kind of choral community, voice uh, voice their uh, their thoughts and, and their, their passions around social justice issues. We've had many themes throughout the years, peace, uh, protecting the environment, protecting our precious water, um, you know, things like freedom, the songs of women, love. I mean, we've covered many themes each one each year. And and those have been kind of the thread that have uh, been throughout our history. Uh, now, again, music is taught by Isabel Bernouse. She's our, our conductor. We also have Suzanne Mazares, our assistant conductor. They're very adept at being able to, um, you know, uh, teach music or, or lift up our voices, as we like to say, and uh, bring us to a performance standard. I know... Uh, you know, at the beginning of the year when we start each season, it seems, uh, you know, like it's going to be quite a challenge. But by the end of the year, you know, we have a full concert we can perform uh, to an audience and, and really be effective at that. So their techniques are there. We, we do build in all kinds of things. Like we insist on, on physical access, you know, beyond just the legal standards. We've also worked individually with people. I mean, some people come uh, to the choir with very specific needs. Well, we work with them, and to the extent possible, and God knows we're not per perfect, we try to work specifically to eliminate those barriers. And they could be a host of things, uh, from financial barriers to physical barriers uh, to uh, perhaps getting transportation mm. to the choir rehearsals. We try to problem-solve around that. So it's really uh, that kind of act of accommodation. I'm not sure that's the right word, but we try to meet those needs and then make sure everybody's part of our community. And I think we've been very successful over the years. Well, we've lasted for 25. So you've lasted for 25. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's a good sign of success. Yeah. yeah, that's a good sign of success. And 65 voices. I mean, that is plenty for a, a full concert, as you said. Um, we want to hear a little bit. So let's hear yeah. a sample of the uh, choir's singing. Beautiful. I can't only imagine how amazing it sounds in person with the acoustics and all of this stuff. I would love to get into the details of the acoustics, but I want to <laughs> know more about the actual choir. So tell us about the impact. Elizabeth, I'm, I'm curious for you, the personal impact of being part of something Absolutely. like this um, and what you think it means for the community. <clears throat> Yeah, it the impact is huge for me personally. It's a community, right? It's a it's a coil of support and friendship and singing and being in song, you know, no matter what kind of a day <clears throat> I'm having on a Wednesday, when I step into that auditorium at 58 Cecil Street and I start singing, 
whatever's happening just goes away. Yes. Um, you know, you're singing for change. Our, our logo is, our, maybe our, our tagline is changing the world one song at a time. Um, the community is a huge aspect for me. I've made personal friendships and connections in the choir. I've grown professionally as a musician and singer. Um, like I said, I don't sight sing, but my confidence has blossomed. Um, being able to, re to do harder music thanks to the rehearsal tracks. Um, I've been an MC at some of our concerts. So, you know, if, if, uh, it's great for that kind of public speaking and, and being able to build that that skill set. But it's it's really for me about community and that sense of community and being there for each other. Um, and our music is community. You know, that song, Common Thread, that's our theme song, but it really is um, growing together. So so personally, that's been a huge impact as a musician. Um, and, and I think more to the point, just being able to do something I love in such an inclusive way. We know as people with disabilities that sometimes our world is not inclusive. And mm. we want to do things and we can't darn it because it just isn't going to work or we want to, but if the barriers are just piling up, right. um, but not at common thread, not at common thread. That's never been my experience. Hey, now tell us how other groups, other artists um, look at common thread and just see what you guys are doing and how does that affect when it comes to the arts community? Mm. One, one of the things we really try to do uh, each year and with, is also feature a guest artist at our May concerts. Actually, at the end of this May, last Saturday in May, uh, in 2024, we will finish the 25th year with our big finale concert. Well, throughout our 25 years of doing that, we've worked with uh, social justice folk artists who have added their uh, their uh, set of music uh, to, to our concert to, to enrich it. But they also work with us, so we do some songs together. And I think that adds often they're, they're not used to singing with a choir of any kind, never mind a community choir. So that brings uh, another you know dimension to their careers. But we benefit from that as well because we you know we can create those alliances with uh, artists in the folk community. Uh, also, what we do is uh, during our musical retreats, twice a year we all get together in a, in a space and spend a full day learning songs and, and also doing social things together as a group. The social part's very important. We also have uh, often uh, professionals, people who come in to help with vocal training that benefits everyone in the choir. My right? goodness. Uh, so so you're, you're adding kind of these values or these, these additional things uh, to, to the process as well. It doesn't necessarily, well, I mean, I guess it shows in the performance and bringing that mm -hmm. level up to a good performance level, but it benefits everyone. And, and I mean, everyone in the choir, uh, that's the beauty of it. And we talked about benefits and, 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 and uh, community. Well, everyone in the choir benefits either by what they can bring to the choir. Like some people do have musical skills or have had past experiences and some have none. It's the exchange of those two uh, aspects, those two needs, or those two assets that, that really binds us together and makes this a very special place. It sounds fantastic. As you said, like a lot of us, we're just going to come uh, to the concerts. We're going to, you know, experience the beautiful singing and the music. But all of this other stuff that goes on in the background, in the experiential side for the members sounds absolutely uh, incredible. And I want to ask, Elizabeth, do you want to say uh, anything about the holidays and anything that's coming up for people to check out or what you're looking forward to around Common Thread? Yeah, no, absolutely. So 
we had a, a wonderful concert that just finished um, December 2nd, but fear not, like Hino said, last Saturday in May, we have a, a wonderful concert. It's our 25th. You won't want to miss it. Um, there's also, uh, check our website. There's a concert in, in March with a couple of other choirs. And of course, you know, certainly um, if you want to join us, connect with us um, on our website, commonthreadchorus.ca. Uh, um, but I think, you know, one thing I, I will say is, you know, again, just going back to the accessibility, when we think about accessibility at Common Thread, it's more than just physical access. Like Hano said, it could be financial, it could be helping people with musical training, it could be a, a buddy system so that you can participate in choir. Um, you know, for those of us who have sight loss, getting on and off risers and stages can be challenging. So those those buddy systems can really help. Um, so I think all of that, it really it really is a family. It's a family um, that, that creates song together and, and is in song together. This is so exciting. It sounds like such a warm place to be, guys. Thank you so much for um, coming on here, and I'm glad we shouted you out. All the Thanks best for the holidays. Us. Have fun. Fantastic. We really appreciate AMI doing this for us. Yeah, of course. Hopefully more people will come out, and then um, we can catch back up with you in the next year. That would be wonderful. Take care. Thank you. We were speaking with a Common Thread Choir President Hano Nielsen, as well as member Elizabeth Muller, who you can also check out on Now with Dave Brown. She's there very often. You can check out commonthreadchorus.ca for more information to get involved and to find out more about what's coming up for them. And this is, of course, an inclusive quiet uh, choir for people with disabilities. After the break, we have collections and hobbies coming up with Bryce Parker. He's got a collection of jerseys. And here's more of Common Thread Chorus Choir as we go to break. It's fun, insightful, and inclusive. Kelly and Ramya return in a minute. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.